Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The Huddle. It's your boy, L.A. And your boy, us. And you are listening to Season 4, Episode 2 of The Huddle. We think we even got the YouTube situation worked out, so there might be a chance that you can see clips of the podcast. We decided we were going to do clips instead of putting the whole thing up there, because that's just a lot. So, you know, check us out on YouTube, share the video, share the content with your friends, let them know that The Huddle is back in session for Season 4. Four. Season four. And as you know, the first segment of this show is Hear Me Out. So what's going on with you, Austin, in your world? Hear me out. Oh, man. I was about to eat some snacks in front of y'all since we recorded. You but should. I was like, that was going to be rude. And I didn't want to be smacking in y'all's ear. You should. So hear me out. If you have snacks and you're not sharing them with your buddies, you should do it. You should. So, yeah, you had, look, what was it, zebra cakes? Zebra cakes. And y'all know what we talked about last uh, last episode, gratefulness. Uh-huh. <laughs> grief, gratitude. Wait, grief? Grief, grace, and gratitude. Grief, grace, and gratitude, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, yeah. That sounds good. Actually, I haven't had a zebra cake in a long time. My my favorite thing was uh, the ho-hos. Like the oh, what they call them, like ding dongs or whatever, like oh, the cupcakes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, especially mm-hmm. the ones with the swirl, like the little icing swirl in the middle. Uh huh. And then, yeah, it was, that was, that's like my weakness. Or uh, the Swiss rolls. I didn't rock with the Swiss rolls for bro. real. Nah, I didn't. I got some in my cabinet right now. I might actually have to hit them up after I leave here. Man, well, you don't have to share that with me. <laughs> <laughs> you got it, bro. Okay, so everybody has a snack that they don't share. What's your snack that you don't share? That I'm not sharing. Yeah, like no matter who asks, you're not sharing it. Mm, I don't know, bro. Like, well, maybe my zebra cakes, Loki. Like, zebra cakes cakes or any little Debbie. Mm -hmm. It's like I have a hard time letting it go, man. Yeah, like I can't, I can't just let you have a zebra cake. It's cool. Like my thing is, it's cool when I got the full pack. But people always ask when you got one left. (laughs) If you are watching (laughs) this and you take a person's last snack in the pack. Or you ask for it, you need to stop. Change, yeah. change your heart. <laughs> Come on, man. It's not cool. It's really not cool. I think I'll share pretty much anything except for uh, sherbet ice cream. Okay, that's I'll like rock my with that. favorite. That's that is like my favorite ice cream, just because it really most people say it's not ice cream, but bro, I'm not sharing my fries. Let, the whole hear me <laughs> out, hear me out, ladies, ladies. If we're in the drive-through and we ask you if you want fries. You want your own fries. Please speak up. Please. Yes. Because we're not wanting to share our fries with you. Yeah. Zero intentions on sharing. Like, if we can both have our own, then why not? Yeah. Why would you take... Why would you... Just don't do that. It's not like we don't have the money to get you your own thing of fries. Just tell me you want fries. We'll get you fries. That's what I'm saying. Simple. That's all it takes. Um... That's about it. I think I think sherbet ice cream is the only thing that I don't share. You know what else I don't share? My uncle Mike. Shout out to my uncle Mike back mm-hmm. in Detroit. He makes the bomb German chocolate cake. Ooh. And that cake be so. Y'all ever have a cake that's like moist and it's like not dry? It's just perfect. That cake is always perfect. And I don't like to share that. I don't care that it's a whole cake either. Oh dang, that's. <laughs> I don't care. I, I mean, I'm not sharing. He said the whole cake is the his, whole man. cake is mine. In fact, when I was a child, we used to have like these family dinners once a month on first Sundays. Uh-huh. And um, one time, uh, he had made two German chocolate cakes and brought them to the party because mm-hmm. there'd be a lot of people. And I took one of the cakes and I hid him in my room. Dang, under the bed. 
Bro, that's wild. And I helped them look for it too. Nah. And then before I started eating my cake, I had a piece of the cake that was that I left downstairs. Man, I was like, dang, this cake is really good because somebody ate it already. That's crazy. And it was me the whole time. That's my confession. This is my confession. Man, look, I think that's worthy enough to transition into our next segment. That's crazy, bro. That is crazy. And bro, you mind if I go first right here? Go ahead. Because we're talking about cake and specifically chocolate cake, right? Mm-hmm. Here's my that's crazy. The real ones. Do y'all remember Brucey from Matilda? <laughs> y'all, I know y'all remember Brucey from Matilda, dog. He had to eat that cake. He had to eat the cake, but the crazy, Ugh, the, that's, that's crazy part is when Miss Trunchbull bashed the plate over his head. That's a kid, bro. That is that was the most disgusting scene. I almost didn't like cake after that. Nah, especially chocolate cake. I was like, the way oh. he was eating that, and then the, it was really the lunch lady that like, cause didn't he? Why did he have to do that? Did he steal a piece? And so she made him eat the whole cake. I think so. And so the like lunch that. lady came out and she was like wiping her nose and she set the cake down and they were cheering for him like Bruce, 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 you can do it, Bruce. <laughs> she said, <laughs> she legit made him eat that whole cake. Ugh, that's disgusting. Yeah, she bashed him over his head. I have a, I have a that's crazy. It's more of a serious that's crazy, but it's, a, it's a serious and a good one. And I think, I'm sure you can segue it. Oh, um, right, so uh, today makes 11 years. That I entered into a depression 11 oh, years ago today I entered into a depression And um, I, I just noticed it. It's not even like a date that I truly keep up with Like that Like I don't mark it Like that But I saw it today Right before we were recording it And I thought it was worthy of mentioning Because maybe you're listening to this Or you're watching it And you're in a depression And you're like When will I get out I entered a depression on this day 11 years ago And I don't remember the day I came out of it But I'm not in it anymore So, amen. Man, praise God yeah, for yeah, that yeah, Let's yeah, go Yeah, yeah it, was, it was pretty dope it was, Depression is hard Because it's hard to talk about It is hard to talk about, man And it's harder for men, it seems like Yes To talk about than women um, mm-hmm. A lot of people in general Have been being more expressive About like their mental health And depression specifically But um, a lot of times It's hard for men Mm-hmm. And uh, man, I know we've talked a little bit about that before. Like, and um, one thing that people say kind of like rubs me the wrong way because mm-hmm. it's not like this term that I'm about to say, but I think it entails a lot of other things. Yeah. And um, the thing that we talk about that we're about to talk about mm-hmm. is something people like to call toxic masculinity. Toxic masculinity That is a real thing That is an extreme problem mm-hmm. um, And it's a real thing Yeah I mean To start off bro like What is toxic max- masculinity or, or what is masculinity mm, Let me give you a Webster de- definition Cause see I want to make sure that I'm accurate in yeah. my, I'm gonna look this up so that we can get it accurate Cause I can tell you what toxic masculinity is mm-hmm. But when you look up masculinity let's see what it says because everybody has their own little definition okay so it says qualities or attributes regarded as characteristics of a man of a man okay so we have to ask ourselves when we talk about toxic masculinity Mm -hmm. what are the false attributes 
and qualities mm-hmm. that we've assigned to men. Mm. Like we know that toxic masculinity is basically like something that says like we don't have emotions we don't Mm -hmm. have feelings Mm -hmm. um we don't have opinions on certain things and i think that a lot of the qualities that and the attributes that we have characterized men as are just completely false Mm. and because they're false and we're trying to uh you know line people up according to this false standard when we do express emotion or when we do express our feelings you know we're accused of not being masculine but it's not true yeah, man, I, no, I I feel that because I'll tell you when I was young, I used to always be told like not to cry. Yes. You know, suck it up. Be a man, be a man. is what they say. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what does that mean? Yeah. Like I can't. One thing I never could understand as a child was, you know, this natural emotion that I have. What am I supposed to do with it? Right. You know, if I'm a man. Right? right. Or if I'm a boy, I was a boy at the time. You know, if I'm a boy, then, you know, why do I have this emotion anyway? Right. Like, why is it something that I'm, that I have to shove down deep if it's something that just happened naturally? You know what I mean? Right. I I feel like, you know, um, Oh, I'm sorry. I'm playing videos behind this. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like with, uh, toxic masculinity, it's really rooted in insecurity. Like I think Mm -hmm. so many people have made like me crying or me being emotional about something. Um, we think that tears and crying makes you weak, but mm-hmm. it doesn't. Honestly, it takes more strength because you can cry and still be the man. Right. You can cry right. and still be in charge. You can cry and still lead a family. And I think this topic is so important more than any time um, right now. Like, oh, yeah. With 2020 and, and the quarantine and all of the stuff that we've seen on the news, mm-hmm. you know, nobody, I don't think, has made it through 2020 without shedding a few tears. Mm-hmm. And if you have. I can't even say my hat off to you because something is wrong. Yeah. Something is wrong. Like yeah. whether it was tears of sorrow or tears of gratitude, like mm-hmm. it's okay mm-hmm. to cry. It's okay to have emotions. It's okay to have feelings, you know, and, and that doesn't make you weak. Mm-hmm. So what I'm hearing, bro, is one of the first things that we're trying to debunk on here, the huddle is the false, um, the false reality that men shouldn't cry or men shouldn't uh, have emotions. I mean, I've even, I've even heard things that, you know, they say women are more um, emotionally motivated. Um, it's not always and in true. reality, I think it's the same for men. I think the emotions that motivate men are just different than the emotions that motivate women. True. I think that a lot of women are motivated by a need to be loved or, or understood um and i think that for men the emotion that they're trying to run from is that of shame mm-hmm. uh or that of loneliness and so um there are many things that the society and the world tells you you're going to be if you don't do this that and the yeah. other yeah and so men are constantly running away from that thing mm-hmm. um and i mean that's why you see men like treating women that the, the way that they do like they're trying to run from this idea of like, if I don't have a woman on my arm, then I'm somehow less of a man, mm-hmm. you know? And so that's emotionally uh, driven or motivated. Yeah. And I mean, these are things that don't like the, let me just be clear on what I believe the qualities make up a man. Number one, someone who honors God. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two, someone who takes care of his responsibility. Mm-hmm. Someone who's honest, walks in integrity. Someone mm-hmm. who is respectful. Someone who um, 
can be a provider. And I'm going to pause here with provider because providing for people is not just in a monetary fashion. Yes. Being a provider, you have to provide more than money. You have to provide emotional support. Um, security is not just financial. Mm-hmm. Can you defend me? Can you pray for me? Can you cover me? Can you teach me something mm-hmm. in the word? Like these are things that I think of when I hear the word provider. Mm-hmm. And so as long as you have these qualities, that's what makes you a man. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that like we because I don't I don't even think it's an issue if a man does this. I think any person, nobody wants to just be walking around crying all day mm-hmm. and hurt and just super um, in their feelings and with their feelings on their sleeve. But mm-hmm. it's toxic masculinity when we feel like someone who expresses their emotion or someone who expresses their concerns shouldn't. You know, like right. um, like the jokes people would say about like going to the movies and like, oh, did you cry in the movies? Okay, mm-hmm. well, the person just got shot and killed. Yeah. Something's right. wrong with you if you think that I'm just going to sit here and not feel bad mm-hmm. for that person. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think um, people's idea of being strong is is off too. Yeah. Like, what is it? What does it mean to be strong as a man? And I feel like mm-hmm. people are always like, "Well, I have to be strong for my family. I got to be strong for my child. I got to set a good example for my child." I think that being strong is showing them, you know, that there are some situations in your life that do make you cry, but being strong is still moving forward. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, one thing that I taught myself growing up was that crying was just releasing all the negative emotions inside of me those were the negative things inside of me releasing so that I could be full of love so that I could be full of uh, of um, of grace for other people and empathy for other people because if if that negative stuff um, stayed in my heart for too long I wouldn't have the capacity to love other people and so yeah. I had to cry to make room mm-hmm. for uh what 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 else was coming the other things that God was wanting to do in my life and in my heart yeah. and um you know I bro I really had to wrestle with um a lot of uh, older adults older males I'll say because a lot of them weren't men that spoke to me yeah um yeah I had to deal with a lot of the things that they told me that was contrary to what I felt in my heart right I said, man, I still value the same things they value. I just don't want to be bound by, um, you know, something in my heart, man. And Mm -hmm. I think that so many men are hurting. So many men have questions. So many men have these expectations that they worry they can't fulfill, but they, they never open their mouths. They never release it in any type of way. And so it comes out in infidelity. It comes out in abuse. Uh, of the people that you love it comes out in all these other neck and drinking you know i know people who can't do anything without a drink and it's because you know you can't deal with um your sober reality yeah yeah and i'm and what you're saying is is so true and to sum it up in the way that i'm receiving and understanding it every man needs to release somewhere Mm -hmm. and so if you're not going to cry or talk about it then it is going to spill out in other ways and mm-hmm. alcoholism abuse chasing women um a lot of people who do these things are it's they're just hurt mm-hmm. and because you're hurt you you jeopardize um your heart and in other people's hearts because you were not man enough to be honest and to sit with your emotions and actually deal with the real issue so you cover it up with other things that society says makes you a man which is not true mm-hmm. and and you know like the release does not have to, you know, I mean, it's, it, 
it's not just about crying. Even, you know, it's toxic masculinity to not. Most of us have friends Mm -hmm. that we just stay surface level with. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And so, like, nothing, no one ever gets healed because there's no safe place to express how you feel about a certain situation or to say, like, this hurt me or, like, I didn't understand this. There's no room for vulnerability sometimes. Mm -hmm. And because of that, we do walk around with stuff bottled up. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, um, I, I think, man, just as human beings, and uh, specifically believers, um, mm-hmm. people who have given their life to Jesus Christ, um, the Lord wants us to be vulnerable with Him. Yes, base level human beings. You're God. I am man. If you um, deal with toxic masculinity, th- I think the the basis of toxic masculinity is pride. Yes, and so. We know the word says that God opposes the proud, but he lifts up the humble. Mm-hmm. And I think that um, when we do release or, or we are just vulnerable and um, expressive about like things that we're going through, we're humbling ourselves in a way that the Lord can now lift us up in wisdom, in uh, strength. You know, he yeah. can give us those things. But I think that just base level human beings, like even if you're a woman listening to this, um, Pride is what I mean. You can have ta- uh, toxic, um, what it be, feminism, or yeah, uh, femininity, femininity, <laughs> Is that a word, femininity? I think so. I like, know. I'm just yeah, jacking stuff well, up. That well. sounds so uneducated. It's all right. <laughs> but um, but yeah, man, I I just think that like humbling yourself in general is something that uh combats that toxic masculinity. Mm-hmm. Um. I told this to to a girl one time. She was wanting to be led by this guy. Um, she was like, you know, I'm getting in church now and, and I'm going to church. And she had just gotten baptized and was trying to, like, grow in her relationship with Christ. Mm-hmm. And um, she was worried about this guy because he wouldn't come to church. She convinced him to come to church. And then he had so many questions about um, about God. Like, why do we have to do everything that the Bible says? Like, it's just a book and right. yada, yada, yada. And what I felt the Holy Spirit told me uh, was that a man that is not submitted to God um, is hostile to him. And that's true. And I believe toxic masculinity is at its core as well, hostile towards God. It's unsubmitted towards God and um, and will not go to God to find the source of the broken heart that mm-hmm. they're dealing with. Because any man that that is um, that is toxic or, or that is operating in a way that is hurting everyone around them is heartbroken himself. Yeah. And hostile to God. Yeah. And and you're not willing to be honest and admit that there's an issue there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. But, you know, go ahead. so, uh, you know, one of the things that I always, I guess, you know, question, especially when it came to a relationship with God. So like you and I both growing up having uh, parents, Mm-hmm. that were in the church and you know but both of us having relationships with our father mm-hmm. i think that when people don't have that healthy relationship with their earthly father it's hard to accept the heavenly one mm-hmm. because yeah. you already come to him with some like abandonment mm-hmm. um issues or or however the situation is with your father you know you feel this this missing piece and so like I can understand, I feel, and I'm no, no better than anybody, but I feel like for those of us who had present fathers in our home, mm-hmm. we can understand um, being vulnerable to God and 
or even God taking care of us mm-hmm. versus someone who's never seen a man mm-hmm. do those things in their life. Does that make right. sense? Absolutely. And so I think like the toxic masculinity comes from if you don't have a, a healthy representation of what a man is, you're left to just depict the false narratives that society tell you. Mm-hmm. And so like when it when you do see a man, like even, okay, let's let's take it off of crying. Even in church, mm. if you look in church, most people think that women are the most emotional worshipers. Right. They don't think that men are someone who can go into church and like lift their hands mm-hmm. and like pray on their knees. And so like that's why a lot of women are attracted to when they see that because it's not as common as it should be. Right. right. Because it's just said to believe that, you know, we just will be quiet and just kind of stand there and observe. And, mm-hmm. you know, I hate when people generalize men and say, you know how men are. Men don't do this and men oh, don't man. men don't speak. Men don't, um, you know talk men don't express their you know the new thing that you see now in culture especially on social media is like let's normalize this i saw somebody say like normalize men um crying and talking to each other or normalize like men praying for one another and i was like it's normal in my life Mm -hmm. right it's normal in my life i i mean i feel bad for the people it's not but it's normal in my life Mm -hmm. you know and and what we're we're addressing men here for the main point but I want to even speak to those women that may be listening. You're trying to figure out why this man in your life isn't speaking, why this man in your life isn't doing this, that, and the other. And one thing that I will say is that as a man, one of the best things that you can give him um, is trust. Yes. Um, You can give him trust. And when you trust a man, he is more apt to, to open up more. Yeah. Um, a man that is constantly criticized, a man that is is constantly, you know, just um, told like the things that he's not doing or the things that he's doing wrong will eventually shut down because mm-hmm. none of us like that. No, nobody as a human being will thrive off of simp- like criticism. Yeah. You know, the thing is, we're all going to make mistakes. Yeah. And um, if we're constantly criticized for the things that we do and then the things that we don't do, it's like, well, what can I do then? Yeah. Because if I don't do something, then I'm criticized for not being present. And when I do do something, then I'm a bad father for doing this or not being able to do this or not measuring up here, you mm-hmm. know. And so for a lot of people, it's it's a lot and it, and they do shut down. But, you know, being a like I'm not saying I'm a woman, but like if you're a woman listening to this, um, trusting the person that God has uh, given you to lead you um, does a lot for him. Yeah. You know, pray for pray for the man in your life and be respectful yes absolutely it's a respect thing for me like that Mm -hmm. that that is so important i you might not i'm trying to say this in a way that like it would make sense and that people could receive it you know like when you're when you're let's say we're talking about like paying a bill or like just just doing something general Mm-hmm. We might not have the same methods that you do, but mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that we're not qualified to do it. Right. And that doesn't make your way of doing something or your way of handling something the set way. Mm-hmm. And I think the respect thing comes in. Respect me enough, first of all, as a human being that has common sense. Right. And respect me enough to know that if I made it this far in life and you are not my mother, <laughs> then I don't need you to raise me. Like, I don't need mm. you to harp over my shoulder with certain things. And I think that if we can have respect, then we can trust you enough to be vulnerable. Yeah. Because in vulnerability, 
like let's say if somebody's crying or if they're having a bad day and they're just trying to get something off their chest like i said earlier that doesn't make us weak we mm-hmm. just need to express that yeah mm-hmm. and a lot of times as a man when we're expressing stuff like i hear women say it's not that we want you to fix it mm-hmm. just listen just you listen. know what i'm saying just listen i don't yeah. really need a whole huddle strategy sheet on how to you know fix my fix problem if thing. i ask you that's different mm-hmm. but like for the most part it's like just listen to me mm. you know and allow me that space and that respect and also i must say this as politely as i can keep your mouth closed <laughs> keep your mouth closed in the sense of what i tell you needs to stay between us mm. this is okay. not for your group chat this isn't for everybody else to know mm-hmm. and because and this is just me speaking i'm a very private person mm-hmm. and so like if i open up to you about something and i get it back through someone else that just lessens the amount that i'm going to like that makes me shut down mm-hmm. and i'm like okay i can't trust this person because mm-hmm. i don't want my business out in the streets like you have to be a trustworthy person too that bingo man bingo i mean that just is the golden answer for a lot of people's questions about why um, your man or yeah. men in your life are just quiet. Yeah. Because not even just men, but in general, as, as, a, as a person, if you know that there's somebody that's always talking about some tea uh, for oh somebody God. else, you already know that if you were to, to be on the opposite end of that, you're going to be in somebody else's conversation too. So you're more apt to, to shut down around this person. Yeah. And, um, you know, not to say, not all women are the same by any means. Um, but we know how it is. Like mm-hmm. a lot of times women do share, uh, a lot more than, than men share. Exactly. Uh, and so, and so it's hard because, you know, it's, it's the toxic masculinity kicks in and it just tells you like, okay, I'm all right. Cause it's really pride. Mm-hmm. Like it's really pride I mean it's just me saying Okay I'm good I don't need to talk about it with you And it's not that I don't want to It's that I don't think I can mm-hmm. And truth be told I don't trust you Right um, That that's, that's what the basis of it is Like a right. lot of A lot of men um, Don't trust No don't, don't They don't trust um, A lot of the women in their life Because of the example that Was set before them And um I think, you know, not to make that an excuse for no. anything. I, I'm a firm believer in that we are all responsible for the decisions and the choices that we make. But um, a lack of trust can, um, can can be something that fuels uh, toxic masculinity. Mm-hmm. I mean, men are a lot of times the ones that say, like, trust nobody. I got my day one, mm-hmm. uh, this, that, and the other, and mm-hmm. that's it. And, you know they fall out too you know there's there's this lack of trust mm-hmm. among men sometimes that um that breeds even more tox- toxic masculinity yeah and and you know i started this talking about the depression and stuff and the reason i said that in the beginning outside of it being the whole 11 year mark of me entering that um and like i said earlier i'm out of it but you know a lot of that i think could have gone better if i did not have this toxic masculinity attitude or mindset because I just, if I could have talked to someone and said like, I am crying literally every night Mm -hmm. and I don't understand what this feeling, because like I said, and I I did a podcast on season, I think 
three, I think it was the last season, mm-hmm. where I talked about suicide and stuff. And one of the things that was mind baffling for me, I didn't even know what depression was. Mm. I heard about it, but it wasn't talked about like that. We didn't talk about feelings and like emotions and what to do and how to process things. It was just like, especially growing up in in the inner city mm-hmm. where death is unfortunately more common than it should be. It was just taught that you sad, but you shake it off. You keep moving. You know, you got to pay the bills. You got to get this money. You, you don't have time mm-hmm. to be sitting here. And so when you are actually trying to shake it off, and trying to get over something, but you can't. I mean, mm-hmm. and if you don't feel like you have a safe place to be honest and to be open and to be vulnerable and transparent, then you do keep that stuff in. And unfortunately, mm-hmm. we have a lot of people who commit suicide and a lot of people who do all types of crazy things are hooked on substances all because they don't know how to to release in a healthy way mm-hmm. because they don't feel safe. Yeah. There's something about the realization of being human. Yeah. Um, you have to know that you're just human. You're just a man. Yep. You're just a woman. Um, and I think that society. Yeah. Okay. Let me back up. Yes, the Lord has given men and women certain roles mm-hmm. um, for His perfect plan. Yes. But at the core of it, they're both they're both human. Yeah. Like as a man, you're gonna have people that are looking to you for answers. Then they're gonna be people who are looking to you to provide certain things or to mm. be this and that. I mean, mm. you have a lot of people asking things of you, but you're, you're, you're just human. You're just a man. And I believe that, excuse me, so many people get trapped in this mindset of, of, of truthfully, I'm not all that these people see. And I can't, I can't be all that these people think that I am. Mm-hmm. And the truth is you're not you're you're not supposed to be. You're mm-hmm. human just like they're human. You know, and the truth is the best man is the one that can lead you to the answer. Yeah. Not always be the answer, but can lead you to the answer and um like the true godly man, I'll say that the true godly man mm-hmm. will always they may not be able to be the answer physically or practically for you. But they will always lead you to the answer and lead you in prayer or just lead you back to the father and say, hey, you know, I'm just a man. But but God, but God can always take care of you and um, men leading families, you know, or if you're looking for a man to lead a family, he's still a man, too. He's still somebody that has to get on his uh, knees mm-hmm. himself mm-hmm. and say that I can't do this without you God mm-hmm. just like the woman says I can't do this without you God when you're searching for your man there's still a man on a, a man of God is doing the same thing yeah you, you're both on your knees saying we cannot do this thing without you God um, I cannot be all that these people are asking me to be or even that you're calling me to be in the earth without you and I think that tos- toxic masculinity comes from this frustration of constantly being asked to be something that you know in your heart you don't have the capabilities to be on your own. Mm-hmm. Um, I dealt with that because I was like, there's so much being asked of me. There, there, yeah. there yeah. There's so much being asked of me and I can't do this. I'm just a man. And I couldn't say that I'm just a man because there's a part of me that knew that I was called to do these things. But my issue was I wasn't going back to the father to get the strength to be everything that he was calling me to be in a man it's hard to be a man mm-hmm. it's hard to be a man there's so much responsibility tied to being a man and um you will fall trying to do it on your own mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Adam Adam showed us that. He 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 was thriving, but the moment that he was given an assignment, but also given a gift that had an assignment attached to it as well, and Eve, he couldn't even lead her. Mm-hmm. Because he was just a man. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I know people are always like, yeah, that's why you got to take your rightful place as a man and stand up. Like Adam showed us. He's just a man, too. There, there's so much that goes on in our minds and our hearts. And yeah. that's why Jesus came, what they call the second Adam, mm-hmm. because he was the man mm-hmm. who could do it mm-hmm. when we couldn't. Mm-hmm. And so no matter what we do with the, to- the, the toxic things, the things that are hurtful to us in our hearts, as men, we have to constantly go back to the father to find out how to deal with things in our hearts and our minds, to find out how to game plan for the things that he's called us to. It's like, Lord, I know that I'm supposed to lead in this area, but I don't know how. I know that you're sp- you want me to lead this family, lead this woman uh, to protect this wife, but I don't know how. And I can't do it without you. Um, keeping that heart posture, man, always combats um, toxic mas- masculinity. Mm-hmm. Just I can't. I, I'm just a man. I cannot do it without you, God. Yeah. That's it. And you know, one of the freeing things to realize is that some of us walk around with so much unnecessary pressure that yeah. God never even required of us. Like mm-hmm. He never required for you to go through trauma by yourself and right. to not reach out to Him for help. Mm. He never required you to get up on a cross and die for your family and be the Savior. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when you realize, like and you take inventory of how much you're carrying, how much weight you have. It's so important to have a relationship with Christ because you can always go back to him. Mm -hmm. You can always go back to the manufacturer and say, listen, this is a burden that I cannot carry. Mm. Like I need you to help me. And so like you can have toxic masculinity and a toxic relationship with Christ because you don't, if you're not honest with us as people, you can forget about being honest with God. Oh man. Because, First of all, I always tell people prayer and stuff. And when you're honest and vulnerable and transparent with God, that is not a shock to him. Like it's not breaking news. He already knows it. Mm -hmm. Sometimes he's just waiting on us to be honest so that he can help us carry the load. And so a lot of times we're walking around carrying things and and, and have things in our heart and on our shoulders that we were never meant to carry. Mm -hmm. You know, yes, we have responsibilities, but we have God. We serve a God that will help us, Mm -hmm. that will help us walk through this thing with him. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I think that if we can get over the toxic masculinity of feeling like we have to accomplish it all, of feeling like we have to do it all, mm-hmm. feeling like we have to have an answer for it all. You don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You do, do you know how many people have run their minds crazy trying to figure out this pandemic mm-hmm. and trying to figure out uh, the, the plan for the business, the plan for the ministry? And sometimes the most manliest thing you can do is stop, look up and say, God, I don't know. Mm hmm. Sometimes that's literally the the most strong the the that requires more strength sometimes to just stop and say I truly don't know and the only way I'm ever gonna know is if you speak to me and you show me. Mm-hmm. That's right. That that's leadership, man. Mm-hmm. I think that sometimes we can view leadership um, as a society as somebody who is like, excuse me, I don't want to say always doing something because when we even say doing something. We see it as striving for something yeah. or being the answer yeah. or or chopping down a tree, or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I think us as men, we can lead in doing exactly what you were just saying. Like, yeah. be the first to get on your knees. Be the first to apologize. Be the first to say, hey, I was wrong here. Be the first to, to say, I don't know, but I know who does. You know, I think leading, and, and I know that there's some women who are leading too, but just leading in general 
isn't always having the answer. Yeah. But knowing where to find it and, and taking the first step, um, whether the first step is to your knees mm-hmm. or whether the first step is to extend the helping hand or the first step is to give that give your last. You know, those are the things that make a man. Yeah, um, that's true. The greatest man that walked the earth gave mm-hmm. the creator of the universe gave. Yeah, that shows us something for God so loved the world that he gave. gave. Jesus gave his life um, so that we would be set free. And so I believe men, um, godly men are givers, mm-hmm. um, givers at their core, mm-hmm. um, giving just g- giving advice and even keeping your mouth closed. Yes. Like leading by yes. example, like you're, yes. you're giving. And let me say this too. Um, love is something that puts you in harm's way. Mm-hmm. Love. Uh, we've talked about this for before, but love will yeah. take you out of here. Yeah. Um, the best leaders are the best lovers and love always puts itself back in harm's way. Um, love gives with the reality in mind that 